Hello, this is episode 822! Alright guys, I'm just doing a quick voice note because in this episode the first minute is a bit glitchy. We had to go over the Zoom recording because I stupidly uh, forgot to record separately. But please bear with it as the audio should be uh, fine after the first minute. We all managed to record on our own mics individually. Um, so yeah, please bear with the glitchy audio and that goes without saying in all episodes. I know it's quite difficult at the moment. Um, to get the, the, the original sort of dog days quality we're used to but we are doing our best uh, but I do believe we've got good audio after that first minute as I said it's a great episode we interview Zach and Jay two YouTubers who uh, are wants to watch in that space that they've managed to turn YouTube into their full-time uh, job which is fantastic they're living their passion they're enjoying their 20s and they are they're taking the internet by storm so really excited to have these guys on um, as always if you could give us a little five star cheeky review on the podcast share it to your friends like a tweet do anything just support the boys um hope you enjoy and let's get on with the show this is the dog days with ollie scott junior l style and ian mckenzie Hello, hello. Um, hello and welcome to episode 346. Zach and Jay, how the hell are you doing, guys? Wow. Well, that's, a that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is actually, well, this is our 345th um, Zoom in, in the last sort of 10 days because it's, you know, you, 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 money doesn't sleep. You've got to keep on going and going, you know. We haven't stopped recording. Ian and I, I think we... I've not been This spent. is our, I think, 180th hour now as well. So, yeah, we're, um, we're wow. pretty tired, guys. How are you guys feeling? What an honour. Refreshed. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit hungover to be honest. Um, but, but, but where that, were you, I was going to say, where were you last night? But probably in that living room. Just you no, know, on the balcony. Yeah, we did a little talent show, and you're just having a laugh, having a beer, and then you just keep having beers, and then, well, you know what, you're waking up with a hangover. You know what it is. Um, it's quite weird. Why now? There's yeah, something the a bit weird about waking up in, in in the same living room, like hungover and pissed. It's a bit like Phil Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It feels quite crackety. It's quite it's nice not, not yeah. having to travel home though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. You haven't got a sort of pissed taxi conversation on the way yeah. back. Being up. And that's why I'm just thinking, you know, it's all broken at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> I, I woke like, up with um, a Domino's pizza, though. It was really depressing. I ordered one in the other night when I was shit-faced when I was playing COD. And I woke up with it <laughs> next to my bed. It was so depressing. <laughs> I've not yeah. given you guys much of an introduction there, by the way, guys. I oh, feel like we right, sort yeah. of dive straight in. Do you know what's funny? I've been looking at how to introduce you because you've done a few podcasts recently. And it's like, there was one from about a year and a half ago where they, they named it. You guys had X amount of followers. It was like 400,000 at the time or whatever. But since doing that, you got, I mean, there's a, <laughs> you have 700, sorry, 77 million hits on a, on a social media website in China somewhere. Not only that, you've also got on the ringside walk to Conor McGregor uh, to one of his fights, which is fucking mental in itself. But this kind of goes on. I, don't, I was trying to pluck out and pick which one of my, was my favourite thing that you guys have done, um, whether it's sneaking into wireless, whether it's sneaking into... I mean, what have you not sneaked into? Um, it feels like <laughs> this is an ongoing thing. But you're now at home and you're stuck and you can't sneak into anything apart from into mm. each other's lives or sex lives. Who knows what you guys are doing? <laughs> I won't, <laughs> won't, won't let me in. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I, I wanted to start off um, really because, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners not, might not know who you are. A lot of them might, might already know who you are. But how did, this, like, how did this start for you guys and where did you meet? Um, and, and how did you fall in love? <laughs> <laughs> little curveball at the end there. <laughs> do you want to take this one, Jay? <laughs> I normally do the university spiel, so you, you can do it if you want. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, we were just at uni. We were on um, the entre- uh, some entrepreneur degree in uh, the University of West of England. Met there. Uh, and yeah, we were just like mates, first and foremost, having a laugh. Um, but we were on this entrepreneurship degree where you were encouraged to do loads of different stuff. And uh, I was doing one thing. I was running this different business. Zach was doing his thing. Um, but he, Zach was always like really good on camera and stuff like that, um, and, and creative and like open-minded. And, um, yeah, I think we just kind of started sneaking into places just, just more from a personal level, just for a bit of fun to see what we could get away with. And, um, yeah, kind of knowing Zach was really good at camera, just it kind of made sense to film it and make a good video and like have it go viral. So, um, yeah, we did kind of load of stuff that we thought was going to go viral and then start taking the camera along and then it did go viral. Um, I mean... The first big one was um, the Olympic thing. So I think we were just out of university and uh, the Olympic ceremony was happening in Manchester for the first time where I was living. And I said, 
and, and yeah, we just all dressed up in Olympic clothing that we got for JD Sports for like 60 quid, bought a £15 medal off eBay, bought the exact same shoes, which were luckily on sale for £45 at JD Sports. And um, people always think that we blagged our way onto the Olympic bus, but um, yeah, we were actually kind of ushered on in kind of, we were they told to go on. on. Yeah, yeah they, they, they really did. Like we oh were wearing God, the kit. Zach and Jay, get on. Yeah, yeah, we were wearing the kit and we were like late to, like the buses were leaving. So they were like, get on quickly, get on. And then, so we, so we got on and then, uh, yeah, paraded around the city and had like hundreds of thousands of people just like waving at the buses going, oh my God, you're amazing. Got interviewed by Sky News, which kind of outed us as uh, sneaking on the bus. And then, um, but yeah, went super, super viral. Ended up drinking with like Will and E, uh, no, Will I Am, uh, not Will and E, he's a YouTuber. Uh, Will, Will I Am, the international uh, pop star. Um, so yeah, holding, that, that, holding people's kids above our shoulders and shit like that. That's when I knew it went too far. Yeah, yeah, that's when you're like, what the having, fuck having we in the streets. Yeah. yeah, but we got invited to the after party, so we were chilling with all the Olympians at the after party. They kind of were all in on it at that stage and just found it hilarious. And by the time we got in from that night, uh, it, it had gone super viral. It had like millions of views on Sky News, and and that's when we knew, right? Okay, that's 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 worked. That's gone viral, and just kept on doing it really. Because you, you, you were um, running a business, or, or Jay, I think you were. I forget which one it is now, Zach or Jay. Um, it's that and or deck. Um, one of you was sort of diving into business and sort of running that and kind of going down the corporate world. And then one of you had to pull the other one back. How did that, how did that work? Just on that, um, it made me laugh the other day seeing, Jay, I think it was your Insta story. With that, it was like, <laughs> it was like you posing next to um, like your old company's, I don't know, like stand. It was like, thank fuck, yeah, I don't yeah. do this anymore. Or yeah, something yeah. like that. What was the yeah, company? Uh, so it's called, it was originally called Unique Access, which was a uh, unique access, unrivaled access to the student market. But then we pivoted to uh, Unique Insights, which was um, an analytics company. So we did predictive analytics to predict which students were going to drop out of universities and what support they needed. And like sold that as an enterprise software platform to like universities up and down the country. Um, wow. And yeah, it was, it was quite crap, really. It was like eight to 12 month sales process, if, if not longer. Um, and there was quite a high burn rate paying analysts and developers. Um, and essentially, it was kind of, I had to ask myself, do I want to spend the next five to 10 years minimum trying to make this a business that, that I would, that I was kind of aiming to sell it? Um, but I was like, uh, or, or do I want to fuck around on the inside of my mate Zach and I hopefully make just as much money, but definitely have a lot more um, fun and actually enjoy it and also have an opportunity to make some impact in positive ways as well. So kind of, it was, it's weird because it seems like such an obvious, easy decision now, but it was probably the hardest decision of my life that took about a year to make. Zach, how did you know about that? Because it it feels like, oh, sorry, but it feels like how, I would never know, firstly, like how to go viral or whatever, but like how how do you know that you could get money from it that that quickly? Because I can imagine there would have been a a phase where you weren't making any cash from it. Yeah, well, I mean, like I, I kind of, from that Olympic thing, that was in 2016. And then mm. after that, Jay's business was obviously in full swing. And his his mentors kind of like messaged him saying, what the fuck are you doing? Just seen you on Sky News, front page of like, <laughs> Snapchat, like all, all this stuff. So, so at that point, like it was literally, I was editing through the night to get out the next day to like strike while the iron was hot. And um, yeah, Jay, Jay was like, you need to edit me out of the video just as I'd like put together this like 10 minute video. So I had to whittle it down to some like four or five minutes. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, because I was filming most of it as well. So most of it was footage of Jay. Um, so that was pretty much Jay's like introduction and step away from like YouTube in this like whirlwind kind of one day like mad experience. And then I just like pressed on. I renamed that channel to just Zach Allsop. And then I, I carried on with that for like a year and a bit. Um, and then built that up to the point where it was like my only only source of income. But that, that took like a year and a half and it, it was kind of like sporadic. I didn't really have an upload schedule. It was just whenever I was with mates or at a festival and stuff, I'd bring the camera and film. But it wasn't really the, the same kind of channel that we're, 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 we've built now. Cause it, was the, yeah, was the it was, process the same situation then, Zach? Like when do you go, okay, right, how, how can something go viral at this festival that I'm going to go to? Or was it quite just natural in your life? Yeah, no, I th- well, we were doing it before we even started filming it. So as I said, like, as Jay said, it was the last uni uh, summer. And we, we kind of like had this realisation, which I think a lot of students have, like, fuck, like, the real world starts, like, when we graduate. It's going to be, I don't know, you got this idea of what the real world's going to be like. And as much as we didn't want to accept it, like, we weren't all going to be living in the same city. We weren't going to be, yeah, being able to see each other as much. So it was kind of like we just went all out and went to pretty much every festival we could and snuck into every single one. And we are just taking the piss more and more and more each time and like 
try and matter and matter stuff. So like I, we were still doing that after university. It turns out like we, we still ended up doing that. So um, that's what I started filming more of um, just the festival stuff really. But it, it, it the, the channel was kind of stuck in that rut really. It was kind mm. of only as good as the last video. Like the, if I wasn't kind of increasing the kind of craziness each time, then it wouldn't get as many views. So that's kind of why we decided when we, a year and a half later to probably closer to two years that's why we decided to start fresh and then and start with the first four videos being all completely different to each other so we've got that kind of set the tone for like a really kind of a channel that can do anything really which were the first four um well on the new channel like the zach and jay show it was bog snorkeling it was an introduction video just because a lot of people knew jay anyway from from my personal channel videos okay um so it was like this this is what's happening now. Like we're setting up fresh. Like this is the Zach and Jay show. Um, kind of showing Jay's like story through the business world into like how he came to now just fucking all off and start the channel. <laughs> and then um, and then it was uh, yeah. So it was bog snorkeling. Um, then it was a sofa stories where we sat down on a sofa and just interviewed anyone that walked by and wanted to chat. Um, and then it was what was it? It was chicken wings. We went round trying to get free chicken wings from the boss men of London using business methods of persuasion like Robert Caldini's, um, <laughs> Jamie read Robert Caldini's book and thought it'd be funny. Um, what else? I think, but we had like a month basically in, in, um, in August where we just filmed as much as we could, like the best ideas that we thought of at the time. And, and yeah, just launched like a month later with, with kind of four completely different videos. Wow. I mean, I want to I kind of bring people up to speed as to how ridiculously big this has gotten. Now, I know that you're part of Cairo TV and that kind of stuff, but before we kind of go into, into that and what that means, because I think that, I bet you didn't imagine that was going to happen, that one day you're going to sort of bling to a, uh, sort of belong to a bigger, what do you even call it, like a, a YouTube publishing platform? I, I like to think it's like, a, it's like a music label for YouTubers. Yeah. Um, makes us feel cooler when we say that. <laughs> Yeah, instead of belonging to a, a big corporate and owned by the man. No, we're just signed to a cool record label, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love us. They love us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but so take, take me through the process of getting there, because I know, I know this, is a, this is a podcast called The Dog Days, so we don't want to spend you know, the whole time speaking about the hard times, but equally it's, it's helpful for anybody, and I, I think particularly now um, with what's going on, it's, you know, how can I harness my creativity and make sure I can stick through and be resilient? So what was the kind of process from four amazing videos going viral and then leading through to being is it acquired do i say acquired by kyra or sort of no I mean, there's, there's no there's no ownership there it's, it's more of like a partnership between the zach and jay show ltd and uh and kyra <laughs> um, so yeah um i, I mean yeah how, how, how do we kind of get there i i guess like I, it, just going back a little bit so when you first convinced jay what, what was that what was that last conversation like how did you get him to come down to london so I've probably got different memories of this than Jay does, but like, because Jay, it was probably a long, drawn-out fucking process. Where, yeah, it was like a year. Yeah, like a year long. But I was, <laughs> we we were always kind of, he would come down to London, we'd film stuff like before the channel was even, even really, we, the thing is we talked about the channel, we talked about what a joint channel would look like in 2017, like when he was still in the middle of like growing his business, getting clients and stuff. And, and, and it was always kind of on the radar, but it was when he, like the interest or like, he had piled three years into the company. And I, I think I, I like just seeing the disinterest a little bit floating around. He was coming down to London a bit more. I was bringing him to a few of the meetings just like that I was going to with, I don't know, production company, yeah. TV production I was kind of tying like, in like my business trips to London with <laughs> sneaking into places. So I remember one day I had like this business pitch at the Bank of England, for, like Northern Entrepreneurs pitching to Southern Investment. And then in the evening, I went to uh, snuck into the Enemy the Awards. Brits. The, Brits. the Brits. Was it the Brits? <laughs> yeah. The Brits after party with Zach and was fucking around on the roofs and just doing all sorts. But yeah, that was a good laugh. Um, yeah, so, so that, I think that that was like the stand point, like standalone point where it was kind of the switch. Like I I was kind of trying to work on him, but I think like he he was just like having that conversation with himself anyway. And um, yeah, we snuck into the Brits after party. That was really fun. And then... I, I was up in Manchester a few weeks later and Jay was kind of like semi doing my brand like or helping me get brand deals because he had like a few contacts with, with companies that wanted to pay for a sick video basically and um, yeah when I was in Manchester I remember being on the train home and I wrote this like lengthy text and like one of the questions I said was like even if the business is a success like in 10 years where you get to sell it like is that how you want to spend probably the best years of your life like the 20s um, Doing. And I don't know whether that resonated, but that I felt like that was like a good, 
was a good uh, yes, that was a good question. Hook. Did it resonate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah mate. That, 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 I'm not joking. That was actually like the line. Um, because literally, I remember like I listened to a podcast on Tim Ferriss, and it was like mm. when to walk away from your business. And I just like internalized my identity with this company, and I was this company. And if I walked away, I was a failure. Not for like because I thought other people would think I was a failure, but I would think I'm a failure. But mm. it's, it's quite ironic though, because I look back and think like it was such. I, I walked away with like. 25 grand that I, that I then just like spent moved to London we we people say when did we go full-time on the channel we were full-time before we even set up the channel by a month because we just doubled down on it so it's, it's a pretty good failure when you can walk away with that money kind of at that age and just set up another business but well but it felt like such like a failure to do that and the worst move ever but yeah how long did you guys give yourselves then when you when you set up in London to, to make months. something of it no, I think well, I I think I had a bit longer, um, but yeah, yeah, I think I, I think there was like eight to ten months, but that depended on like depending on how, how like much we spent and shit. But yeah, Zach had about six months, and then uh, and, and that's that, that was a very interesting turning point of how we got to work with Kyra now. Um, but yeah, we, we we were just kind of grinding. We, we dropped the first few videos, and people absolutely loved it. Um, and then, but we kind of got stuck and going from thirty thousand. We grew to thirty thousand quite quick in three months, but then from three to like five and a half, six months, it took. We we only grow like grew like fifteen thousand, and I remember just thinking like, what we're going like two thousand subscribers a month. This is just not enough. Um, and and yeah, we had about three months, two months left, and we were just looking like shit. We're just we're just straight up not making enough money here. We're kind of burning around five grand a month with just rent and going away and doing these videos, which are all around the country. Uh, maybe we've got a, a grand, two grand brand deal coming in every month or every other month, but it's just straight up not enough money. Like what what are we looking to do? And um, I remember having a meeting with, it was like me and Zach having a meeting with a, with a friend as well as kind of a mentor, George Bettany. Oh, you know George. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just having a meeting with him and like, right, we don't really know what to do. What should we do? And he was like, right, boys, what, what what's plan B then? And we just straight up had not thought of a plan B um, or if we had, it was very, very quick. And I was like, right, I'm going to have to move in with my cousin's house in North London, which they still don't know about to this day. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't ask them. Uh, so yeah, if they're hearing that for the first time. That was the plan. Um, they are listeners. That, they are. They suddenly moved back up north. Yeah, they, they, they could it. be. Yeah, yeah, they fled, <laughs> mate. Um, but yeah, so that, that I was going to move in with them and they get like a bar job or some shit like that. And Zach was going to be a. <laughs> that would have been jokes, man. Oh, mate, it would have been wank. But like, because in my mind, I was like, if we can't make this work in six, seven, eight months, um, going full time, kind of both just throwing the kitchen sink at it, then how are we going to make it work part time? Like on the other side of London, working at a bar and working at freelance, I just thought it was going to be like it was probably it was it was going to be a lot a lot harder. But then, literally, kind of one week after that, we filmed a video, and then two weeks after that, we released that video um, where we dressed a friend up in Primark stuff and took him to Fashion Week, and he just had the most ridiculous outfit. He had his mum's rug on him, painted his nails, and like this um, packaging that we got from an Amazon Amazon uh, delivery around his neck. And that video just went super fucking viral, basically. Just got millions of views in the first week. Um, we made, uh, yeah, got 77 million views in, on Weibo in China. Um, so that, that was the video that went, that went super viral. Because I, I watched it and I was, I was actually laughing. I was laughing so much. A, because of obviously your mate walking around with, with like so much shit on him. He had a little bag that had, mm. <laughs> it had written on it like emotional baggage, which I thought <laughs> yeah, was amazing. Yeah. But the other thing was the guy with the concrete blocks. Like, for oh, those of the video that haven't concrete. seen it. But you need yeah, to have that. <laughs> No, no just shout out Johnny from? Concrete. Like, it, yeah. It is we a, still chat to him now. I'm, I'm not joking. We got a text from him last week with an idea on what we could do. Yeah. Can you explain just quickly what happened? Because so, I'm yeah. sort of describing this in the third, uh, third Yeah, so, so, I mean, we, we, yeah, like, just to run over the idea, a friend, Max, who we had only met one time before that because he DM'd me, um, he had just moved in, like, next to, uh, moved into a flat next to the gym that we go to. And he saw me going out the gym at, like, 10 p.m., text me, and then we needed him to help shoot a video for us the next morning, like super last minute. And um, he had just offered up his help. So we literally like texting back saying, if you can get to the O2 in London by like 10 a.m., that'd be amazing. So he, he called in sick to his like job. <laughs> and then we met him and he was like, he was a sound guy. And, and he was like, yeah, I really want to do YouTube. I've got like 12,000 likes on Facebook, but the YouTube's just not growing. He's been doing it for like a year and a half. Um, He's a really confident, like chatty guy. And then we kind of, Jay had this idea, saw Fashion Weeps coming up in the calendar and was like, right, let, we can do something here. So we were like, who do we want to be our, our fucking like protege basically? And, and, and it was Max, we, we kind of phoned him up, had a chat with him and, and he was like, boys, I'm in. Like, I, I don't really understand what the idea is fully yet. 
Um, and yeah, we just yeah dressed him up in shit and took him to Fashion Week and the paparazzi went mental. And then amidst this like kind of paparazzi storm with about like 15 photographers all surrounding him, people giving him their cards to like, I don't know whether they want to represent him or what. Um, this guy with a, con- a pink concrete block walks up to him and gets him to hold it and um, and pose with it. And he starts taking photos on his iPhone. And I was like, he doesn't look like a paparazzi. Like he doesn't look like a kind of fashion photographer. And when I was doing the edit for that video, like I, I saw on, written on the side of the block was like Johnny Concrete. So I started searching. <laughs> and next week, like Max is on this guy's website dressed in his like pink, horrible, weird outfit holding this guy's concrete <laughs> doorstop. So I, I, basically we put, I put that in the video as like a funny little aside. Like this, Max is now being used to sell these concrete doorstops. Like what the fuck? And um. <laughs> And the guy like messaged us because he just had so much traffic go to his website after that. He said like he's never seen like traffic like that on his website. So we kind of like formed a bit of a relationship with this um, high end concrete wow. um, furniture I love maker. That. Did you get a brand out, deal? Uh, West London. Uh, well, <laughs> we didn't get a brand deal, but like he helped us when we went back. We wanted to recreate the video, but in Paris, um, like it's a bit bigger than London, like for Fashion Week. And um, we we basically asked him to make us a fully concrete dress. And he fucking nailed it. Like he literally <laughs> wow. cast, he, we went up, got Max measured up and and he straight up like built, it, it looked like the same as the the doorstop that he originally got to hold, but it was like, he he made Max a concrete dress and we took Can it away to Paris. Can you wear it? Concrete is not a light Ma- thing. It's- <laughs> no. Oh mate, there's actually a funny story of uh, one of the models that we uh, used who wasn't actually a model for Paris Fashion Week when we tried doing the same. It, yeah, we put this concrete dress on him and uh, the police tried moving him on and they were like, take it off, take it off. And it's that big, he was like, I can't, I can't. And the police just couldn't like put him, oh no, they said like, get in the van, get in the van. And he couldn't get in the van because he had this massive concrete block on him that was in the form of a dress. And they were also asking for his ID, but because he had nothing on underneath, he couldn't get like to his pockets even if he did. And he didn't have his wallet on him. And he was like, I I can't, I can't get in the van. I can't give you my ID. So they just let him go. Um, (laughs) But also like the day after that, another funny story, Max was like in this, in in the concrete dress. and, And we tried getting him into like one of the big shows. And basically we had lost him somehow. He had like tried and and we had kind of flopped it a little bit. So we got lost and we were in in the paparazzi pen. Meanwhile, Max had just gone somewhere. And we basically find him 20 minutes later. He's like kind of sweating, like literally his top is like wet. He's on the side of this like French side street. And he's basically like, guys, this old woman just had to fucking help me out of this concrete dress. He basically tried to get it off himself. But his arms got stuck inside oh. it, and and he got wedged. So he was just on the floor with this concrete dress on, <laughs> over like his head was inside like a little tortoise inside a shell. And then this French woman come up to him and asked if he needed help, and um he had to say yes and get help from the <laughs> wow. French woman. Just just uh, quickly, uh, something I want to touch on there is you kind of um, said you just came up with the idea to do this. Is there any idea generation process you guys have? I know I remember seeing you, Zach. Uh, poolside a few times at the gym you mentioned and I know you used to do some quite heavy sort of journaling brainstorming sessions there so it'd be interesting to know um, how you guys actually come up with these ideas for the videos I think it used to be a lot more sporadic yeah we used to just have a coffee get spangled and just chuck down whatever we came up with um, was in the coffee <laughs> I don't know just I don't know for some reason it just used to hit different and just like yeah I don't know um, but yeah, I th- yeah, we used to kind of just do that and we'd, we'd have plenty of ideas and like always, we've always got like six months worth of ideas ahead of us. Like we're never really short on ideas, but we are like, we, there are definitely, there are tiers of ideas, aren't there? And, like some are absolutely like gems that you have to do. Um, and those, those come around once every like three, four months and sometimes they don't, but sometimes they do. Um, but yeah, I think, um, what else do we do? We're, yeah. we're trying to get more creative with it now. Like we, we've, I know Jay's like been suggesting to, to, us to I don't know do dictionary where we'd like flick a dictionary and pick a random word but we haven't actually done any of that yet but yeah, we, mm-hmm. we do want to start kind of experimenting yeah, with ideas because yeah. at the minute it's just like if we see a video and get inspiration from that or um something's coming up in the calendar like whether it's a big event or show or whatever I'd yeah it, but it is pretty sporadic so far yeah, yeah. I love that because I think that's it's interesting if you look at um how it, I think the minute you do implement a specific like process is when it becomes quite formulaic. Yeah. It's almost like I don't know. I guess the content calendar thing is an interesting thing to do. It's to sort of go right. Okay, you could even combine the two: content calendar plus dictionary, and see what happens with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, why I find really interesting, I guess, is the commerciality of what's happened with Curry. And I, I know you guys, uh, you sneaked into like the Drum Awards as well. What was the what was the rationale behind that? That was you were going to pitch to everyone there. Oh mate, what yeah, that, that, that was another one out of desperation because straight <laughs> up we needed money to keep this thing afloat. We're like, right, how how do we get more brands on? The, how do we put ourselves on the map for more brands? So I started googling like all these weird, uh, or not weird, but just normal uh, digital uh, di- industry digital events where there'd be loads of brands in one space, and it found and I found out that in like three hours. Something called the Drum Agency Awards was happening about an hour away. So I went home, persuaded Zach to get his suit on. We snuck into like the 200 quid ticketed event. And then um, we were a little bit late. We wrote the uh, speech on the tube there. Um, yeah, wow. snuck in. And then they, they were having like dinner reception as like an interval. Um, so we went up, tried doing a speech. We were pretty nervous, but we were going to do an elevator pitch. And we are the Zach and Jay Show, the best new YouTube channel to be about. What an opportunity to expose uh, the young uh, male and female audience with with people that they love, but the the microphone wasn't on. So then we oh, had to go God. tell to, tell the guy to turn the mic on, and then they turned the mic on. They put the big lights on as well, and we just were like we were on like the screens me. at the side yeah, they as put well. The screens the on. like popped on and everything. We just give him an elevator pitch, and just everyone was like, "What?" People didn't know, on the night. People genuinely didn't know um, didn't know whether it was like a, a part of the evening that they had planned, like <laughs> as an act or something, because they had a, a kind of comedian like introducing in like um yeah in the breaks he had be on and he came on after us and he was like what the fuck just happened like he was like who the fuck are you guys and, and we got ushered over to this um the table of like gordon young who who runs like the, yeah. the drum and um and he was just like fair fucking play lads so we ended up staying there and getting pissed with him for the rest of the night and we yeah we met we met disney ebay like we, we were chatting to like a few people from branza but um well to be fair he must yeah, have been that... buzzing it's probably the most interesting thing that's happened there in about 10 years but it's quite it's quite <laughs> funny because all the charity campaigns that got the awards i imagine because uh, ollie um you're quite in that industry so it must be quite funny listening to that being... i love it I, I think it's interesting because if you if you do i mean i don't know if you guys sat through one of those events right and you see what is heralded as, as an award-winning campaign and you'd look at it and you'd be like I, that didn't happen or either that didn't happen or it was played in the middle of a Cornish town on a radio station between two and four in the morning and even <laughs> even, even if that was the case it wasn't even that creative in, you know in itself so like mm-hmm. I think it is interesting the creative industry is crying out for, for creatives which is really ironic and, it, and I always I always reference things like Cairo TV you know because it's genuinely interesting content I know that you guys did something for like Wrigley's Extra but I'm I'm so surprised that hasn't happened more. I'm so surprised that brands aren't going. Why don't we just give it to these guys and see what they can do with this? Definitely. How what's your route now? Because it, does Cairo help your route into that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I completely agree on that. Um, and essentially, what kind of Cairo do for people that don't know is is uh, their slogan is New Age TV. And essentially, yeah, we, we did TV. We did Pants on Fire. It was eight episodes long. It probably cost over a million quid every episode. Cost hundred thousand pounds minimum. And um, that got 120 to 150,000 views. Emma Willis was a headline. It had Jimmy Carr in. And it, yeah, it just cost a lot of money to do. And, and how they made and recouped that money was advertisements in the middle um, that not that many people watched. And a lot of people who watched the actual show then fucked off and made a tea and was not looking at the screen. And, um, and, I, and I think that's just not a great way of advertising, really. And Cairo have seen the declining graphs of TV consumption and the, incre- the increasing graphs of YouTube and screen consumption and said, um, yeah, how, how do we enable brands to do great quality content uh, weaved with uh, young people's favorite, favorite creators? And um, yeah, they're the company to do that. I think at the moment, it's, quite ri- it's still a bit of a wild west where you, brands can give creators... Uh, money, but you're just a little bit scared. You're going to give them 200 grand. They're just going to say, "Hey, you should use this," and then go and shout out the next yeah. car perfume refreshener. So those guys just make sure that it's a super high quality advert, um, but doesn't feel like an advert because the quality itself is loved by the audience. So yeah, yeah. that's what they do. Is that is that scary, by the way? Because that's a lot of pressure. Let's say, like, I know that you mentioned on one of the other pods. Was it Train Line, some train app where you yeah you, <laughs> you got paid? It was like one of the biggest deals that you guys got originally, right? Yeah, and it was there was a bit of a mess up because you said something. Can you talk me through what happened there? It was just a... Oh yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it because I was the target. Um, <laughs> no, the victim. He wasn't the target, but he was the victim. I was the victim. Um, basically, yeah, I, I mean, Jay had kind of... They came to us wanting like a 60-second integration, which a lot of apps do, and it's just like a, they'll chuck it on, uh, yeah, on like 10 influencers' channels and, 
And again, it is it's pretty similar to like the TV thing. You know, you know, there's an, an ad being read before you watch the content. So naturally you're going to skip it. And um, so we wanted to do something. We never wanted to do that. And we, we, we were kind of like picky for how little money we had at the time, like how um, how we wanted to do brand deals. And Jay managed to upsell them on this like fully integrated campaign where we'd 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 talk about the app throughout it and the app like informed the the idea which was like the longest train ride in the UK and and we used their app to save money on the tickets which would normally be like over 300 quid so it was like demonstrating the 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 kind of proposition that they they were like making tickets cheap for for a student market basically and and yeah managed to upsell them crazily but we just didn't put a clause in the contract that um that said that they weren't allowed to use it um ridiculous amount of times and and we just assumed that they wouldn't use a video for their socials because their socials had like 12 followers and stuff um <laughs> but they they basically uploaded it to uh, a youtube channel and advertised the fuck out of it um and and this this 60 seconds that they advertised was just literally something that i, I sat down in the lounge um I, I just said like kind of the first wrote down a little script and and did it one take and and put it out there and it was fine for our video because it covered all the key points. But when you're advertising it in the face of pretty much every UK viewer of YouTube uh, <laughs> content, then it's going to piss like a lot of people off, especially when you've seen it like for the hundredth time. So I was just getting picked apart in the comments. Like they, they literally advertise it. It's on 9 million views. So they oh must have put God. hundreds of thousands of pounds behind it. Um, and, and there was nothing we could do to contractually to, to stop them. We, we, we could have advised them to say, look, it's getting more hate than it is love for your app but um yeah that happened but i mean it was like at the same time it's bittersweet because we we it was a it was a good deal Mate, ju- and, um just on that um for further context it's literally this is the first time i ever saw your face sack and it's literally <laughs> christmas lights and you just staring at the camera and that was their video <laughs> that they they like spent loads of money to promote oh man and it literally was, it was li- yeah any video you went on you just saw zach's face at the beginning I know, advertising it, it, train it tickets yeah, it was funny at the start because like I was in front of like all the big creators kind of videos like KSI. I, I like tweeted saying like finally got my collab with KSI because I was like advertised at the start of his video and shit. And like, and, and then it made the switch, the very clear switch. After about a million views, I think everyone was like, right, this is fucking like so annoying. And <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy with a head in the shape of a Tic Tac, he made a whole video about it, like kind of saying, who the fuck is this nasally prick? And um, people would just be like so horrible. Like, Did you get called like, a cokehead as well? Yeah. I, oh, it was it, called it, all it, sorts. It, was all it really damaged nose. his self-esteem. I've, 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 got got I've got a broken nose, right? Deviated septum, which means I can't breathe out of this nostril, which is why I sound nasally and my nostrils are different sizes. So everyone was like, right, he's a fucking cokehead. He's just come off the sash. Like uh, all sorts of horrible shit. Um, Funny yeah, there was like a little community of haters. It was it was joke. Are they, are they, are they still floating around? Do they appear in any of your videos? Been oh, I know what you're doing, you prick. No, no, there was like a kind of cool off period, probably like a good four months, where people were finding our new videos and saying, "Hey, it's that guy from the train pal ad." Yeah. Like, Fuck me. <laughs> Like, I am not that guy. I am more than that ad. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess, yeah, speaking of which, so how, how do you then approach this? So do you, are you now quite careful on the kind of brands that you work with? Are you picky? Would you turn around and be like, actually, yeah, we would do, I don't know, bins or something worse than that. Where, does it, where do you draw the line? Things like, we, we'd we do had... what, sorry, bins? Yeah, would you do bins? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> what do you mean? If it's a good idea. Oh, like, like as a brand deal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't actually know any bin brands. Council. But like, Council. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. Council um, bins. Dumpy bin. Dumpy. I like, yeah, I'll do dumpy bin. I'm sure we could do some stuff with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's mainly just on like the, the idea, really, and which brand is. If dumpy bin, uh, bin was saying, look, we'll fly you to America to do the weirdest traditions for four weeks, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I would love to work with that brand. So it's mainly kind of on the brand, really. But yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't really work with like a gambling brand and um what else yeah like a vape company vape like, we, we get like a lot of bad stuff come through like there's lots of weird inbound stuff but yeah as, as jay said like it, as long as we kind of get like a bit of creative freedom and and it allows us to to do an idea which which is better for the content like they the brand money that we can put into the video will allow us to to do a bigger better idea then and i think we're pretty happy for it like i think there was like a point where we were kind of being not overly picky but we just weren't thinking enough on like mm. what we could do for these brands and then i think one came in it was a chinese dating app and i've had a girlfriend for like six years jay's like in a relationship and we're like it makes no sense for us to do that initially and and then we kind of like sat down and was like right let's go away for an hour 
try and come up with like some sort of idea and, and they were really open to it and it was basically like the cheesiest like infomercial style <laughs> thing where I like we, we literally went down the road filmed it in the middle of the road like walking around with a microphone in our hands fucking prices and like downloads were like popping up on the screen and like I was saying I was going to break up with my girlfriend because we'd now got a brand deal um, and, and we sent it to them and they were like this is great and and that kind of like opened eyes to what what we could do creatively where that's an ad we're hitting all the key points but if anything like that it it enhances the video because it's it's fucking funny mm. like and and people like seeing ads like that i think that's what i like about you guys so much particularly commercially as well um i think and, and looking at now is really is, is interesting because so many people now i think what the fuck can i do from home do do you feel and actually, I'd love to hear what you guys have done in terms of pivoting now. And you can't crash like a festival or go down on Conor McGregor's next fight. You probably could, wherever he's fighting, um, in, in prison somewhere. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Jay, you can get right in with that jumper, mate. It's really yeah, easy. Exactly. Isn't it? <laughs> he's right in. They probably <laughs> lock me up once I get in. I won't get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Come in, come in. You'll be ushered in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what what have you guys done? I guess to pivot in in this kind of situation, and how have you kind of? I saw that you did that takeaway thing, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we did. We did quite a drastic change, to be honest. We because uh, all our content is literally going outside, having fun, looking at weird traditions, meeting weird people. Um, yeah, kind of having adventures. Um, but yeah, we can't really do that now. So um, we were looking at other YouTuber content, which is just kind of reviewing pretty much other YouTuber content. Um, that that is a thing where reviewers review other content. Um, but we just yeah and. But yeah, we were like, are we going to start doing weird shit like that? And then we came up with this idea to do the Stuck Inside show. So it's complete, like the world's first talk show but inside a house. So we had we had a theme tune. We had us doing a little dance on the intro. And we had little segments that we made where we were like making volcanoes exploded. Um, did, um, what else did we do? We did, uh, yeah, like did takeaway takeaways where we'd interview takeaway drivers. We did Bath Out Loud where we'd in, work with other creators and they'd get in an ice cold bath and have to draw stuff and we'd have to guess. But um, essentially it kind of fucking flopped, to be honest. Like uh, it just didn't get many views. Um, we released, oh yeah, we were, the, the big thing as well, we were increasing our upload to like three times a week instead of one a week. Um, uh, yeah, we just thought people would absolutely love the creativity of a show that is stuck inside they can all relate to. We were trying to be like the entertainment of the nation. Like Joe Wicks is the PE uh, teacher of the nation but it just straight up did not work uh, people just weren't as asked about how we were which was pretty funny and uh, maybe a bit of pill to swallow for a very short space of time but mm. now we've uh, come up with kind of other ideas that we think are better and um, yeah it's kind of more on the similar vein of doing crazy things that most people wouldn't believe that you can do and having fun and that kind of stuff so just, yeah just on that so how I mean it's not been that long since we've all been stuck inside so how how have you decided already is it, is it is it like straight away you can notice that a video is not going to do well well i i think like we put we were filming just intensely for two weeks it was kind of like living living like a vlog life where like every day you'd get up you had like three four things to film and anything in between that was funny like would film it and and it was like it was good to show that we we could do it but like I think like the first episode we put everything into it. We threw um we threw a balcony like a party on our kind of balcony and we had neighbours literally all around the fucking blocks in the houses, even roads back, like hanging out their windows, like it was just sick and we'd never spoken to any of our neighbours and like that felt like um it, it, it was a it was a, an amazing video and, and and to be honest the content is is good but uh it, it was just like it wasn't getting the views that we were kind of used to and we were like right okay so that's that's like a really good video but it's not is it the title is it the thumbnail so we we're like right let's learn let's move forward to Wednesday and they gradually just like kind of the the it was going down like the views like and because we were uploading three a week we we kind of learned pretty quickly that like the stuff we were doing, um, people come to our channel probably for like the big, craziest, maddest ideas. And the, and the closest thing we've done to that was like the rooftop rave on the first video. So um, I think, yeah, we, we learned something about our audience that people kind of like our ideas, um, like our original ideas. And it's the kind of expectation of the audience. Like they, they come to our channel for that. Um, and even though like a core audience of like 70,000 minimum people were, were tuning in like every other day, um, I think like we we're kind of again more excited about the about the bigger ideas, so we can kind of understand why the audience feel that way too. Yeah, and I think I think the one one thing that enabled us to make that decision quickly is it was that the stuck entire show was kind of based on like three kind of main 
I don't know whether they're assumptions, but points. Mm. Um, and one of them was that we, would, we wouldn't we would be able to do big ideas in our house because we couldn't really think of any. We just kind of compared it to the commentary stuff. Two, that people would love the creativity of the stuck inside stuff. And three, they wouldn't be able to get enough of it and would have to tune in every single week. Um, but first of all, we started thinking of like these big ideas as we were doing it. And so we're like, oh, that'd be great. Oh, it's a shame we can't do it because we're just filming so much this stuck inside show for three episodes a week. Um, so we're like, yeah, there are great ideas that we can't do now because of stuck inside. And then two, people don't fucking absolutely love this idea that we love the idea of. Um, so that was kind of like not great. And then three, the consumption side, people just weren't tuning in every single week relentless. We were getting like 80,000 views a video instead of the normal 300 to 500,000. So we were just like, what's the kind of like the main thing, reasons of why we're doing this show uh, are all void now. So let's get back to what we know which can still be very good. So, yeah. It sounds like you guys have learned how quickly to kill, was it like kill your darling, kill uh, kill your darlings is a bit of a, I've really, I've really struggled with that. We're still trying to kill ours, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you, have you ever sort of gone, that should be, like, because I I know what it feels like to be really, really committed to something and being like, okay, there's no way this can't do amazingly well. Have you had anything that you filmed like back in BC times, not in this time, where you've gone, how does that, how's that not taken off? I, I think the drum pitch was one. Yeah. Like, because as an idea, it's so like, and, and I think to the marketing world, it's probably better than like a YouTube audience, but mm. but that that seemed like a very smart idea. We want a brand deal, and within like three hours, we we're pitching in front of like all the the top branded, um, yeah, top brands in the world, but in the UK at least, anyway. And but just for YouTube, we, we were like, right, what what to title this, what to what was the thumbnail and, and it just didn't do as well as we thought. Like that that is an idea. When you tell it to people, everyone's like, fuck off, no way. And um yeah, it just wasn't reflected on YouTube. Yeah. Well I think I think a lot of stuff's like that though, to be yeah, fair. Was, YouTube well, is, is such a such an odd one to to try and crack. When you're uh when when you two are filming something and you're do you ever have those moments when you're like, what are we doing here? And then how, how do you kind of like get morale levels up? How do you pick yourself up and how do you crack on? Do you always right go back to the bigger the bigger vision? Oh, bless you, yeah, son. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, um, I think when like when we weren't making any money and we're losing money and it looked like we were going to have to stop doing what we we're doing full time, I think there was, there was a few more moments where we were like, oh, fuck, you know, is this, this going to work? What are, we, what are we saying? But then you kind of, you, you can't really do anything else other than just make a, the best video you can for the week after. Um so yeah, there's, there wasn't really much point. No, I don't, yeah. I, I, I mean, Jay was asking himself that like, yesterday. He just got stood on a chair and started talking about yeah, that's true. Why, why are we um, feeding into consumerism? Why are we killing the environment? What, like, all these big questions. It was like fucking half six. And was, like, How many points in was that? That was just the first one, mate. <laughs> oh, really? It's probably why I woke up with a hangover because I, I just needed to... If you start like that, it can only get heavier <laughs> oh and i knew it i knew it yeah yeah but no, i think like last night we we went on we went on instagram live and did this like talent show thing and and just like looking at the comments and like the engagements and, and shit like that and and people genuinely like fucking having such a a, a good time along with us and mm. like we had people um what was, the, what was the best one this girl turned her arms 360 degrees we had like uh this girl in america giving us like a house tour and showing us her irish bar inside her house like Whilst we have, Sounds we, well boring, we, we had like a, a little dog who could play dead, but no, it's just things like that where, where I was like, this is actually fucking sick, and like what what we're doing is actually like making people's days, and and we get comments and fucking DMs all the time, but it's quite easy to like just kind of glaze yeah. over that and just just kind of because they come in kind of like quite a lot. It's just like when you kind of stop yourself and kind of sit down and actually like see what what you've done, and when, when we go on podcasts like this and talk about yeah, when we were in like. A, the shit gaff like 10 minutes from where we are now fucking not even knowing if we're going to be able to do this full time any longer like that that's when you kind of realize like yeah but what else would we actually be doing at this point so yeah just catch yourself a bit i was going to say just on, on that point because i think um i think a lot of people are struggling now for originality and they're struggling to think okay right how my way out of this um oh my microphone just changed hello um think myself out of this I, have you got any creative advice to people that are maybe indoors going, fucking hell, I can't think. Even if it's like, it could be a creative at an agency, it could be someone just trying to think, you know, they could be 20 years old trying to think, what can I do? Is there anything that you guys go back to and go, right, we know if we start there, we get creative? 
I think I think what maybe what one thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently, and it's not so I don't know if this answers a question, but it's the idea that the world is shifting and has shifted to just a place unim- not unimaginable, but in a in a place unimaginable that we thought for this time. Um where I just think now this coronavirus has hit like Sanitary is going to be abs- uh, sanitizing and stuff is going to be absolutely massive. Healthcare is going to be massive. I think the environment's going to become a lot, lot more important. I think, um, yeah, I, I was I was listening to a podcast. And it was like fifty-five to sixty percent of the American's economy for this year is going to be um, propped up by the government. So the government's paying for all of that. So I just think like that that fifty-five, sixty percent that that's not going to happen every single year. Like that's kind of up for grabs. Like those companies who were in that place are now gone. And I just think there's so like when this massive change. I read somewhere that um, or heard somewhere that in the Great Depression in the 1930s that made more millionaires than any other time. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's actually true. Um, I'd never never sourced it or whatever. But um, but I just think there's huge, huge, huge opportunities for these like seismic changes that are, that are going to happen. Um, yeah. In a lot of different places. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good answer. I think it's um, <laughs> I think everybody that's got a sort of any ounce of entrepreneurialism in them uh, are kind of like they go through the same phases. It's like phase one and two, which was I should go buy loads of fucking face masks and hand sanitizers, and then you go through the moral phase where it's like I can't make a profit out of that. That's really bad. Yeah, uh, and then and I think like I don't know particularly. Even, you know, for brands communication, it's tough. Like, what do you say at this point? I think yeah. it's, it's interesting. One thing I do think, particularly for you guys, in terms of building authentic audiences and communities, is if you're not going to say anything that's authentic and real that you actually care about, don't say anything now. And I feel like that will hopefully drive people to, I guess, channels like yours, where it is mm-hmm. like, we're just ourselves, we stick to what we know and what we love doing, and there's no yeah, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I'm not so much talking about like profiting as in terms of like money wise, but I just think like there's just so many just like industries that are going to be born from this thing, and it's like at, like putting in products that add value. So this this is like a little example of something while we're in quarantine as opposed to after. But I know people that are sending like doing wine tasting where you pay a hundred quid, they'll send you bottles of wine, and then they go on Zoom and do like virtual wine tastings with that, and and same of like puzzles where it's like. Um, uh, what's that detective game called? Card game, but um, yeah, like you, you buy this box and then it's Cluedo. got loads of different clues. Cluedo, yeah. um, but but it's more like an immersive experience of like <laughs> you going around your house, like doing oh, this right. challenge, and you've all got these characters. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I just think there's there's a lot of new things like that 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 can be opened up. Um, it feels know. like there's going to be like things that blow up and spike and then go. Like really yeah. quickly. I've just realised I have got my fingernail painted. By the way, that's really yeah. I noticed nice. that earlier. Did you see it earlier? Oh, I didn't know whether you just had a really pink finger, but no, it's I don't know. I think I'm going to only keep it. It's a bit of it's like my little um, quarantine chic. Yeah, no judgment there. Nice, it's mate. Fleeky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ian. I feel like I've, I've I've jumped in. You got you had a few questions that you wanted to ask. No, no. I d- well, I, I'm, I'm conscious when I first reached out to Jay, I asked for 30 minutes. And where are we, where are we at now? Oh, no, that's fine, mate. Literally, we've got nothing to do. So, um, you guys, <laughs> no, please, 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 please. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought, Ollie, you made a good point earlier when we were speaking about this. And I, and I think from someone that absorbs more YouTube than Ollie, um, it's very obvious that you guys have something different, but it'd be good to know from your own opinion. What do you think that you guys have that's different to the, the run of the mill YouTubes? I mean, Jack, uh, Ollie was watching your podcast on Jack, mate, and uh, it's fair to say that Ollie wasn't a fan of him and he didn't understand his sort of place <laughs> in the YouTube world. But I'll just hang you out to dry there, Ollie. But yeah, what, what do you think you guys have different? I mean, I, I think I think that we want to be different is quite a key one. Um, so a lot of YouTubers, they'll see a thumbnail and title and see that works and then do it because they know it's going to work. Like we'll, we'll, we won't really do that. We'll, 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 we'll either just completely not do it at all or do like our own unique spin on it. Um, so I think that's something. I, th- yeah. I think we approach it a lot quite businessy as well. Like so, we, we know that we want to we want to make money out of it. We want to make as most the, as much money as we can out of it because we know it's not uh, for everything. Um, that's that's things quite different. Yeah, Is it I, not I for think it? back on back, back on the idea idea side of things, like there, there's so many instances where we could have hopped on a hopped on a trend and, and got millions of views or, or grown the channel probably in a way that I don't know we we wouldn't be as proud of. I think I think we we maybe it's like sometimes to a fault, like where we we want to come up with original ideas, we won't rinse a same concept that has worked too much like we've done three fashion week videos there so um but they're, they're all kind of different in their own right i think um 
So yeah, I, th I think like on the originality side is like probably the the ideas is what we hold like kind of quite value uh, like a big value to us. So I think um, yeah, that's that's kind of we pride ourselves on our ideas. And I, I like me and Jay aren't particularly attractive lads. We're not getting followers because we're fit. Like we're, I don't know about that. we're kind of yeah, you are lads. We we've been called Depends the uh, we've been called the, the kind of everyman of YouTube. We we can like relate to the uh, to to everyman. So um, people just like seeing two fucking normal guys going out there and doing doing mad shit. I think so. That's our that's our. It's, it's interesting how to stay like how you stay because you've definitely stayed consistently authentic throughout the whole process, but still doing bizarre things that aren't really related. I still like the alpaca thing. That wasn't really a branded thing. That was just, <laughs> yeah. Well, Again, sorry, can you explain that? The the alpaca friendly thing? Do you know what? You're the first person that's not called them llamas as well, so I do appreciate the. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, no, you're welcome. I, I, it's very my, important. My, no, well, you're explaining it. So my favourite part was when someone tries to touch it on the head and you said, don't touch his head. <laughs> like, it was a code of conduct. Someone was speaking about it last week, and they said that was the favourite bit as well. And it's funny because when you watch it through, there's there's bits like the whole thing is funny, but um, yeah, there's bits that you don't really you like. We don't really see which bits people find funny, and like that's been brought up twice now. So obviously that was a funny bit, but yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, where did that idea come from? Just some girl in the office, Cairo office, some woman in the office. Um, yeah. Just came up with this idea. Oh, guys, I've got a great idea for you. Why don't you use llamas to try and get into restaurants in London, pet-friendly places? And llamas were too aggressive and spat too much, so we just used alpacas, and pretty much two weeks later we filmed it, and now it's got a million views online, um, and it was a great laugh. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if al alpaca, if there's, like, one day that we'll see signs with, like, pets allowed, obobviously no alpacas, just, like, a little alpaca <laughs> yeah, sign yeah, that, like, yeah. crossed out. What, that would be the dream. What's your feeling, <laughs> yeah. though, when you're actually, like... I mean, Ollie, you, you, one of your theories that you, you talk about a lot is public speaking and like presenting. But what goes through your head when you're actually asking people to bring an alpaca in a shop? Are you not petrified or are you just so used to doing this sort of stuff now? No, I, th I think the alpacas got, got like a really nice response from everyone. They're so fluffy. They're so like, they're so nice that they couldn't possibly piss anyone off. And like, we realized that, that we thought we were going to get more kind of aggravated responses, but we, we pretty much got none. Yeah, um, so that, that was like really just low pressure. Uh, the only thing I was worried about was them kind of, because my one was, I had the big boy and Orlando and he could drag me off my legs. Like he could drag me off my feet if he wanted to. And I just didn't want him to like run into the middle of the road and get hit by a black oh, cow or something shit. and then I'll have like a dead alpaca's blood on my hands. Um, you still upload that, still upload that, would you? <laughs> still upload it. Yeah, Logan that. Paul style. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that, I mean, that one was just re really stress-free. Stress I think the, the most the most stressful videos that we do, like, uh, um, I think we, we kind of remind each other that like those feelings of, of kind of like stress or, or anxiety and shit are, are just normally like, uh, a kind of uh, a, a stress response released by your body that it is just trying to keep you alive. So like most of the time, the fear response isn't really that logical. And like the public speaking shit, like I, I hated, I, I hate doing public speaking. Like I wouldn't wouldn't say I'm, I'm any good at it, but when we were in the drum, like we, we knew what we wanted and that was like the, the video and we knew we had to do it. And it was just kind of a choice of us just holding each other to account really. Yeah, I think, I think we're quite lucky where we're, financially and professionally rewarded for just doing stuff that other people wouldn't do due to fear. So even though like, you just, it just seems so wrong to have a great idea and not do it due to fear, knowing it's just fear, like it's quite a slippery slope then. Um, so yeah, we just kind of can't really have fear as a like an input to the decision-making process on ideas, which is always interesting. Well, I love that. I love that. It's almost like the more, the more scary it gets, the more that kind of fuels the mental idea. And yeah, that's kind of like, like driving you into this fearful yeah. place of, well, we have to do it, but it's so scary and good. <laughs> it is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like the drum. Like you, we had so many excuses not to do that. It was in two hours. We didn't have a pitch. We um, we didn't have tickets. Uh, yeah, he had a video to edit. And, like the mic didn't work. We could have gone home and said, oh, we tried. And then yeah. it's like, no, if, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't allow fear to, I don't know, be an input, then you, I don't know, it's quite interesting where you get to. I'm hearing you. There's two questions I want to ask you. Um, one is about the past and the next is about the future. In fact, I'll start with the future because I'm quite keen to hear what the answer to this is. Um, but what is, I guess, yeah, what, what is the future for you guys in the next kind of, let's go short term and hopefully we'll do a long term one as well. Short term. Yeah. 
Um, short term, we we just need to we need to win in this period of isolation. I think. Uh, oh, not win. That sounds a bit like. You sound like Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I like. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah. That's, I, I feel like win sounded bad then. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, what a loser. Um, but yeah, we, we, we what we want to do. We, I don't know. We just. I feel like we've taken a. We have. We've taken a hit with. Uh, with the stuck inside you. I feel like we've been kind of punched in the face and we're a bit grazed and we need to just, we need to give them one back. Um, so that's why I mean win. Like, yeah, we, we want to like, we've got some good ideas and I just want to see him do well, really, um, in the stuck inside show. Uh, sorry, in, while, we're, while we're quarantined, whether we do the stuck inside show or not. Because that's the name of it, whether we just keep that name for our videos um, while we're inside. But I think that's yeah, fair. That's, you should never be ashamed, realistically, because something's been taken away from you and you've got to try and fight back. So it is going to be anyway. a win if you can get through this this period. There's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no furlough in the, the Zach and Jay show. No, no, exactly, <laughs> mate. The show goes on. Yeah. And then what about the future then? So that obviously, you know, the, this must have kind of impacted the uh, the ambition of the Kyra deal in the immediate sort of future. But what's the kind of long-term thing, do you think? Um, I think it is, it, is, it is to grow a big YouTube channel. Like, uh, I think the, the size of the YouTube channel is reflective of how well the ideas are received and stuff like that. And and uh, of, of the business really. Um, so yeah, like three million subscribers is kind of what I've got my eyes on. We don't, we don't really have like a goal, but yeah, that's that's the thing when, you, when you're very healthily making money, you're not kind of worried. It's not mm. like a, ba- a few bad months can't really ruin you. Well, they can, they can always ruin you, but uh, yeah, that, that, like, that gets to that kind of size and then kind of see, right, do you want to go for 10? Do you want to go for 20? I think that's kind of the next kind of, the, the next kind of level. Um, and then, and then it's also kind of like bring like products and build businesses around what our customers would act- or viewers would actually like, and turning kind of almost like not turning viewers into customers, like building products that we'd like to have, whether it's merch or brands um, or other things that is, is actually adding value to to our audience. Um, That'd be awesome. That's a really cool. Because yeah. if you look at like I, I wrote this thing recently on LinkedIn just about you know what's the future of not just advertising but just like consumerism in, in general, and I think. It is, you know, products built around added value. Oh, not even products, communication built around added value, whether that's entertainment, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, humour, or even just, like, helping somebody. I, yeah, f- I feel definitely. like we can't we can't go back from that now. After this situation, after this whole um, this uh, quarantine period and everyone's sort of resorting to just being authentic and real and, and kind, it yeah. would feel really odd if you were just suddenly, like, smacked in the face with an ad that had no relevance to your life. And it was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That train line ad's going to be floating time. around again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they revive that Do you now. like trains? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I want to just ask you guys, I guess, one of the classic questions from the dog days. I know you guys are avid listeners, so you're probably prepared and ready for this one. Um, in fact, Zach, I won't even ask the question, mate. Can you answer <laughs> No, so the, the the question is, um, I guess you guys are you know late twenties, thirties, whatever. But if you if you were to be given a massive megaphone uh, and you had a room full of twenty one year olds uh, or twenty year olds or however they old, however they old they are, twenty one year olds mm. or twenty one year olds. Oh, nice! Wow, <laughs> that's the best answer I've had. <laughs> I, I would I would say twenty one year olds. Uh, sorry, twenty. <laughs> One year old. In fact, let's do both. No, let's no, do both. They're, they're not audible. 20, 21 year olds. Yeah, no, I just got like Gaga to the one year old, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. Year old posse. Um, yeah, it, but it's, it's more like loads he's bought himself some time with that. Yeah, yeah. This is like the same question um, that you were going to ask Conor McGregor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Horse sized ducks or 21? Duck sized horse. I can't remember what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Duck sized yeah, no, horse. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, what would I say? What would I say? I, I think, like, I think when I was that age, like, I, maybe a bit before, like, I was kind of frustrated with, with like, education and, and, like, even, even university. Like, I think we were very lucky in the course that we did, but, um, but still, like, still, I, I don't think we needed to do it necessarily. Like, we, we learned a shitload and we, we met each other on that. So that's, that's kind of like the, the main things but um i don't know it, it, it sounds so cheesy but like like finding something i used that three years in university to find something that i i genuinely wanted to do and and figured that out for myself and i think like unless you you specifically like spend time trying to figure out what the fuck you want to do then then you're going to be quite unhappy in life and that was one of the biggest like things that scared me in university i was like shit if i don't if I don't figure something out where well, I can either do it on my own terms or, or figure out what I want to do, then I'm I'm gonna lead a pretty unhappy, unfulfilled life. And 
and I, I, I don't really know if that's that's really going to inspire many people. But I, I think like I, I've seen like a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of people just just kind of fall into into things, and that's quite wow. quite a shame, really. But you ne- you nearly let Jay yeah. fall into that trap as well. <laughs> yeah, no man, I was Yeah, that was really nice great. answer. Jay, Jay, would you um would you add anything onto that or? Um, I think I'd say I'd say take advantage of living in this time. Take advantage of living in a time when yeah you're more connected whenever before, and anyone can create any businesses, anyone can learn anything, um, and yeah, there's just I just think there's so much opportunity with you out there. Nice, short, sexy, lovely. I got, I got, we got another stock question, and then we're, we're nearly done. It's taken from uh, Dave's uh, one of his his on psychodrama. There's a there's a little rift, um, but Zach. What does the world see when they look at you? What does the world see? When they um, look at Zach I, and Jay. I fucking bent those knees <laughs> with twat and Wayne Rooney in 2009. Yeah, now nah, that guy from the train pal <laughs> and Ross Kemp or something. That's, that's my legacy. <laughs> nah, if, to be fair, I think I think you went quite a depth on the 21-year-old, so I'll let you off the hook. But Yeah, I mean, what do they see when they look at us? When they uh, look at Zach and Jay, to, collectively. Uh, we... Two likely lads. Well, one, written from in Manchester, one from Somerset. <laughs> living life on their own terms. Um, the, yeah, I, I think it's, it's all about um, taking advantage of the best. Like we, we say, like, what a time to be alive, like, quite a lot in our videos. Like, I, my kind of thing before that was, like, creating stories to tell the grandkids. Like, I, I quite like the idea of being, like, an old bloke and having, like, grandchildren watching this whole fucking archive of YouTube videos of me and my mate, like, just traveling around the world just doing the most mental shit and and that having been my job like all that time like I, I, that is like a legacy is is so interesting to me because like our grandparents had photo books and gathered dust and shit like that but we've literally got like a all visual and and you can fucking sit down and watch and almost be there when i was like a 22 year old kid just trying to have as much fun as humanely possible so I find that really cool, um, and I hope that's what, nice. what kind of people see as well. If I didn't have goosebumps before, I do. I've got an erection. <laughs> that's that's well, pretty. Many ways that is really awesome. <laughs> thinking about that that concept. Yeah, cool I don't know if I'm going to say to my kids, you know, listen to these um, 35 episodes of podcasts that I've done. Maybe you can hope. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this one. Yeah, yeah this is that one. These guys episode. are way more fun and, and, and excited than I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny, I want to test something. So I did a speed dating last night with with Jay's not speed dating Jay's girlfriend, Jesus. but speed dating Jay's girlfriend's friend. And um, I yeah. went up, where's I he going know. with this? You <laughs> saved yeah. it till now. Yeah. Like, what was it again? Oh, it was a yeah. nutter. Look at him. Yeah, yeah. What did she? What did she tell me to say? Oh, yeah, it was a mate yeah. actually. What? I am scared. No, uh, there, there was a question which I I I thought I did well, but I want to know if I did do it well. So they they basically said, can you, on the spot, go to the kitchen and bring back an item which reflects you, right? Bear in mind, so my first error was I was wearing, like, (laughs) boxes. So I had to turn my camera off, and then I left. And then uh, I came back with this, and I thought it was quite witty. Some Gaveston. And I said, like Gaveston, I would kill your heart. But I got... I got rejected. Oh my God. This feels <laughs> like one of those awful like a, um, oh. Paddy McGuinness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moments. Being like, well, yeah. guys, yeah. just like what Gaveston, would you I can cure your heart. <laughs> <laughs> what would oh, you well, have so, so, Wait, so what's the question? Are you asking what in a dating scenario? Yeah, in a dating scenario, like, what would you have done to, to get an item from the kitchen? I that feel like we need to get them in a mood a bit like this a bit more a sexier mood because they're not really. No, I don't need a mood. I'm testing so that wit because mine was obviously I'm... not very good. Right. What reflexes? Hmm. You got a lovely plant, by the way. That what is that plant? Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Does it need? Yeah. Not thanks that for that. Yeah, we actually got it for a brand deal, yeah. which is nice. Oh, that one. Does it need to be a kitchen? Yeah, like a like a, it should it be, be in the kitchen. I think it should belong in the kitchen. In the kitchen, yeah. My Gaviscon was in the cupboard in the kitchen. Well, that seems like a bathroom item <laughs> to me, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oral suspension. It says oral suspension. I, I honestly have no. The other one idea. was they they said uh, if you were to be an egg, what would oh. you be? I am an yeah, egg, yeah. so I'll just perfect. Me. You're already formed as a. I'd be full. I'd be full. Exactly. Like an egg. I'm ready to I'm rumble. Full. I chose a hen's yeah. egg. That is fucking hard. See, it is hard. Like the Gavascott, I thought it was incredible. 
We can, we can, you, you can tap out. We should, we should see what he comes back with. No, I'm, that's boring. I'm, what do you think you'll get? Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I might I'll get a rolling pin and just stare at the camera like that. <laughs> get a knife. Yeah, I was thinking about that because yeah. I look quite scary. You should just get I? like a battering oh, yeah. I've got a knife. <laughs> Yeah, rustlers. So Pass us that knife sack on the way back. Yeah. So this yeah, would be your response. You would just do. That, oh, we got the same. Like, wow. Fucking hell, mate. That should be the thumbnail. <laughs> That's the thumbnail for this. That's, that is the thumbnail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my item, Ian. You happy? I think that gets us. Uh, if if we were to be on that spectrum, demonetised, but we, we'll never be. We'll never be. That's there. good. Is he still rustling around in his kitchen? There was a time limit, He's by the way, as well. Forty seconds. Oh, there's a time limit of 40 seconds. So that you like in your room, Russ? 30 seconds ago. Wow. Oh, that's, oh, that's oh. really cool. It's just literally a Zach and Jay brand. So you feel you've gone, you've gone a bit, nice. you know, commercial on this. You're sort of just flogging your channel at a bit me. bit bougie. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, these yeah, are I want to be your girlfriend and you're just showing me a picture of your face. <laughs> I, I, that's a fucking hard question, yeah. by the way. Well, um, I'm happy. So, so Jay's still there with a knife. Guys. It looks really it almost... natural. It looks horribly natural. <laughs> yeah. Do him, it's Jay. not leaving me now. <laughs> Do him. Yeah. Yeah, careful what you say, lads. Yeah. Well, look, guys, cool. thank you so much All right. for joining us thank today. Thank you very much. Um, cool. We will, we thank will you very much for having us. And uh, I, think, I think we're all in agreement that the thumbnail will have to be the photo of you with that knife. Um, that's perfect. Yeah, cool. Hey, sounds good to me. Jay rolls on talks knife crime. Did you get a oh, good sorry, shot? Let's go it? again. Whoa. <laughs> Don't want me zacking. For the purpose of the audio, we're, we're all pausing here. <laughs> we'll have to like pause it and like... <laughs> wow, beautiful. There we guys, go. thank you so much. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, guys. See you soon. Cheers, gents. You Cheers. have a good day. Have a, have a lovely store. day. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, at the Dog Days Pod. Leave us a comment, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next week. It's not a way. These are the dark days. It's not a way.